Hi friends, I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process Podcast. We've been married 12 years, 11 good ones, and have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. I've been an entrepreneur since I was five and am currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and real estate team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day. And we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. Woohoo. Hello, friends. It's so good to be with you. It is. It's good to be back. We went on vacation. We did. Took a little one-week sabbatical. We did. (laughs) Did you miss us? (laughs) And now we're here. Now we've got some bold things. Here's my bold statement of the day. Are you ready? I'm ready. Expectations are making you an unhappy person. That is a bold (laughs) statement. We're going to talk about expectations today. So, and that's, I hadn't even heard that statement. Did you just come up with that? I just made it up. Bold? So let's let's hear that again. Expectations are... Making you an unhappy, making you unhappy. You know, and the timing of this, I think is pretty good. We were going to, we're going to start this a little bit ago, but uh, I got to have a conversation with a... a neighbor of ours, and um, you know, this will be a good timely talk to have um, on uh, on this uh, this point. You know, you, you, I always say expect the unexpected, and I also say it's supposed to be hard, and uh, I think both those things are true. And uh, you know, we had about a forty-five minute conversation, and. Uh, and it was one of those one of those times where you, you know, you didn't quite see that coming, quite the way it comes. And uh, I don't want to recount all the details, but uh, but I would say that I think that uh, I need this podcast today to unwind the idea of expectations and uh, and the idea of of what I would kind of expect people to do and how they might respond and how they might understand and come to understand uh my point of view and and vice versa and you know i've i've long said that that working toward um being more empathetic and and more understanding where people are coming from uh is something that i want to work toward and jeremy and tyler quickly you know put me in that spot when you know you put it in perspective and and uh realize you know what everybody is doing the best that they can with what they have to work with and and my expectation oftentimes is that they should have more or to work with or be working with something differently than they are and if if ultimately if they would just see my point of view (laughs) the world would be great we wouldn't need attorneys and people <laughs> to sort things out. Just listen to John. <laughs> and then you don't have to worry. And, uh, and so at the end of the day, what a, what a great time to talk about this. I think uh, God has a, a funny way of showing up, um, you know, right as we're about to podcast. And so I'm excited to unpack this idea of expectations. So I think 
It's common for people to say that we need to lower our expectations, right? So if you're talking about a healthy marriage, maybe lower your expectations so that you can make sure you're not putting you know, too high of expectations on your partner. I'm going to go a step further and say no expectations. There we go. No expectations. Okay, so what does that look like? I'm not talking about standards, okay? So we still need to have standards for relationships. If you're in a marriage, you need to have a standard of what you exp- of what you how that person treats you, right? You, that person needs to treat you well, and those are the standards that you've got. You need to have standards around um, work, your work balance, and whether or not your boss treats you kindly or fairly. And if not, then you need to know what those standards are, and you need to know have your exit plan if if it crosses the line. So, like a few episodes ago, John and I talked about his trip to random in the middle of the night trip to Vegas, and he joked that. When he called me, I said, how are you getting in the house when you get home? And I joked that, I say joked, I did, I said it. I said, good luck, the the doors are going to be locked. Good luck, the keys are going to be changed, I think is what I said. Good luck, the keys are going to be changed. That's like a standard, right? That at some point I need to say, I needed to draw a line and say, this is a standard that I have in my line. I needed to cut off money from him. At right. one point in our marriage, right? We hit a point in the standard that I've got a standard around that we're able to pay our bills. Right. That's a standard that I have. And so when he was spending more than it was able, that was allowing us to be able to pay our bills, I had to cut him off from that and I had to take over and we learned from that. So I'm not talking about standards. I'm not talking about keeping healthy boundaries. I'm not talking about having healthy relationships. I'm right. talking about expectations and no expectations versus low expectations. And so something that has played out for me that I have learned in our marriage, I think is probably where I learned it first and that it has flowed into all of my other relationships is kind of drawing that line. And so let's do a little story play. When I, I come home from work, for example, and John's in charge of dinner. Right. So it's a Wednesday night maybe and John is in charge of dinner. So a low expectations person I've done this before. A low expectations person would be like, oh, John's in charge of dinner, so he'll probably bring something in. Maybe he'll take us to the club. Take us to the club because it's walking distance. We could walk over to the club for dinner. Maybe that will be his plan for dinner. And then lo and behold, John shows up and what's the plan for dinner is what he says. So if I have low expectations, what happens to me? How often does this happen? <laughs> this has happened a couple of times. It's, so it's if you have, so, no, 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 go ahead. So what's it? So because so I'm the, trying to understand this. If this is like this a this low expectation, yeah, yeah. Then in my brain, I'm already disappointed. No matter how low, my low, low expectation is that he's buy, he's bringing dinner home or he's taking us somewhere. Like a high expectation would be that he's making something, right? Right. Like John doesn't like to cook. Like I said, oh, yeah. That would be a high high expectation. But a low expectation would be like, well, he'll probably bring something home. But if I had switched that narrative and I had said, you know what? I have zero expectations for this evening. Then he comes home and he says, what's the plan for dinner? In my brain, I had zero expectations that he would remember that he was on for dinner that night. And now we would from there be able to have a conversation around, well, okay, what is the plan for dinner? Right. For all I know, he was slammed all day. Maybe eight things came up that were unexpected and he's more stressed out than ever. But if I had the low expectations versus no expectations, right. I don't even have the ability to be able to talk to him about it. I don't even have the ability to have give him grace when he may have had a rough a rough day. Instead, I go straight 
looking within, straight selfish, <laughs> straight to, oh, you said you were taking care of dinner. Yeah, so good. And then, then your happiness goes down. My happiness goes down. My happiness probably already was down because I wanted to bring dinner home and wasn't able to bring dinner home for whatever reason and or I forgot. And either way, man, I, you know, the, the idea of, and again, the idea of, of setting a standard is not incongruent with this, which is, this is good. This is good. I'd never thought about it this way. No expectations. Um, I say expect the unexpected, which is actually, um, a little different. No expectations, meaning whatever happens, we're going to roll with it. Is that kind of an analogy? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think, I think for me, it's been freeing to realize that even a low expectation can lead to disappointment and that I have complete control over my happiness. I have complete control over my joy and nothing, if I start giving, expect, putting expectations on people that I have no control over, because guess what? I don't have control over anybody except myself. So if I start putting expectations, even if they're low expectations on other people, then I'm just setting myself up for a risk of being disappointed or a risk of um, being sad or a risk, risk of yeah, being, so, being disappointed. So what is the, so what is the positive uh, as opposed to the negative? So no expectations. Would you suggest the positive might be to... That's my reminder Stay to go in get the, the kids from the bus, by the way. Riley's grabbing them. <laughs> Thank you. Go, Riley. Would your reminder, would your reminder, would your thought be to stay in the moment? Because that's, that's what I try to do. Like, like right now, as we're podcasting, and I mean, I, my blood pressure went up a few times, and I was, I was trying to discuss something that was undiscussable, if that's even a word. Um, when somebody thinks they, when somebody sees something the way they see it and you see something the way you see it and 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 you just talk around almost in circles um, you know it, it's it's an unfortunate scenario um, and, and and honestly it seems like to me that this scenario is being played out more and more every day and and I don't I don't know. If it's, um, I don't know what's causing it. So, so now, you know, to get to causing conditions, I, I don't know what's causing it, but man, the symptom of it sure seems to be on the rise. And, and, um, the only person we talk about this all the time, I guess the only person I can control is, is myself, uh, my, you know, with the way I perceive things, my perspective. And so one of the solutions I'm trying to reach for as we speak is just to stay in the moment and to understand that, you know what, everything is going to run its course and that there's always something to learn in the midst of whatever the next thing that happens in this life is. And so even in, in what you're talking about is um, what a learning to, to suggest the possibility of, you know, maybe I was just having a bad day. You know, what if, what if I approached, what if I approached everything with that idea? And now I'm just trying to unpack it now too. What if I approached the idea of everybody has something that's causing them to do the thing that they're doing. And so if it's opposed to, you know, no expectations, I think what I resist persists. And so 
And I I agree. You're saying get rid of expectations, right? Right. Right. So get rid of expectations. Um, so let's focus on something else. Um, what is the thing to focus on? Um, you know, I, I believe if you if you have faith, if you have a a sense of something greater than yourself, uh, of power um, that's outside of yourself, right? Or or maybe it's within you, you know, but it's 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 bigger than you. If if you can lean into that and focus on that, uh, it sure seems for me that while that's not always my go-to right out of the gate, right? That wasn't the first thing I said was praise God. You know, I got to have a forty-five minute conversation um, with our neighbor today. You're being very vague. On on what the neighbor conversation? Yeah, you know, I I am being vague because again, I, I want to just I just want to I want to use it as an anecdote. I want to use it as a story. <laughs> I want to use it as an idea, and and I want to I want to appreciate the concept, right? Um, while while giving you know real life time to it. You know, we had mm-hmm. we had a meeting today at work um, that was, you know, with all departments uh, represented, and we were all trying to work through things and issues that we could could get better at so that we could better serve our customers in our business and and the same um, type of paradigm realities of of here's my focus here's my what I'm looking at here's the way I'm looking at it and then here's somebody else in another department but they see it in a totally different way oh. and it's the same they're looking at the same thing and so then we're trying to figure out how to fit it up. And so the first part of that time was really trying to be spent to flush our brains, our heads of prior knowledge, prior things, right? I think I think so often what happens is I I, I heard somebody talk about putting postage notes on people like like that uh, you know, that's how they are because that's how they've always been and that's how they'll always be. And so then I then I process the information through that lens mm. and I think I did a little bit of that this afternoon as well mm. you know and and I, I think you know towards the end I think maybe we got to a little better sense of of uh, humanity uh, if you will and appreciation but at the same time um, there's still this sense of of uh, you know of, of expectation that that can certainly drain me if I let it. And mm-hmm. so um, the other one for me is um, to do this well, to stay present, stay in the moment. I need to stay uh, physically active, mm-hmm. right? Especially in the Pacific Northwest where, you know, we try to get sunshine. We went to Austin and it was like 40 cold. degrees and cold <laughs> and you couldn't play golf and you couldn't really, you couldn't really do anything uh, outside. One day we got was nice. Um, and, and it's been a weird year like that. And so we haven't, we haven't spent a ton of time in the, in the sunshine, et cetera. But it, you know, the idea that we can, um, have a place to go, uh, a place to debrief, a place to stay centered, a place to be centered and get centered. I think that's important for me. You know, I, I'm going to be working out tonight, uh, at eight 30 with my buddy Pete. Okay. You know? So here you go. Here's an example of your. No expectations versus low expectations. So you're going to be working out tonight with your buddy Pete at 830. Right. 
So what are you going to do if you show up to the gym and the gym's closed to your Orange Theory workout and the uh, class gets canceled? Right. If it, if it gets canceled, I'm going to go to, I'm going to find the treadmill at the house or I'm going to find, uh, I'm going to go, well, I have like three gyms, I think. So, which is, <laughs> I mean, that helps you to expect the unexpected. Uh, yeah. I just think we, I think we so easily put low expectations put expectations on people and put expectations on things outside of ourselves that then as soon as something in the system breaks, then it, it, we turn it around and it's disappointing for us when Mm. in reality, we really can't control anything but us, you know, you need to work out. So regardless of whether or not your friend shows up, regardless of whether or not the gym is closed, that's your, that's on you. You need to work out. That's not on anyone else. And I think it's so easy for us to just turn it around and be like, Oh, the dang gym's closed, and then you don't get it done. And now who's suffering? Does the gym suffering because they closed? Right. No, you're, I'm the one. If it's me, I'm the one suffering. I'm the one that doesn't get to do my workout, which I know leads to better mental health and leads to better physical health. Whoa. So it's all, it's, it's me that is the, gets the short end of the stick of putting an expectation on something or someone else. Totally. And so, and so what you're also alluding to is this idea of I'm responsible, right? Uh, I was speaking at the fifth grade class uh, for my fifth grade teacher on Friday. I got the chance to see Mr. Rhodes, one of the greatest teachers in the history of the world. 34 years, North Shore School District. Um, He hasn't won Teacher of the Year enough, but I know he's won it a few times. He he had me in and and wanted me to talk to his students about uh, goal setting and business, and, and and it was awesome. And one of the things I asked him is I go, hey, and I've talked about this a couple of times on this podcast is like, hey, does he still talk to you guys about excuses? Because it's easy to go, well, shoot, guy's not doing what I want. Make an excuse. Uh, the gym's not open. Make an excuse as opposed to be responsible. And so sure enough, they go, yeah, yeah. He tells I go, what does he tell you about excuses? Twenty five kids or so in unison excuses are the refuge of cowards and the building blocks to a house of failure. <laughs> That's awesome. In unison, <laughs> fifth grade. And, and I get it. It's a little bit above their pay grade in terms of a concept, but man, what a great idea to, to put into the mind of a kid that fifth grade that I'm responsible. And then one of the kids who I was really connecting with, cause he reminded me of me and, and that's probably because um, I find out he's had a tough, pretty tough early childhood, uh, like I did. And, you know, and both of his parents are, are, um, not around and grandma is doing the best she can. And, and I go, I go, it's interesting to me that, that you would expect that those realities might make it more difficult for success. And statistically it might but the reality, too, is, man, what an opportunity, right? So when things, when things go astray, when the unexpected happens, why don't we look to the opportunity that's provided in this kid, which is, man, he, he's tough. He is, he's been through a lot. And, and if he tells the story of, shoot, you can't hurt me because I've been through these things that put me in a place to be positioned to be successful when times get hard, when people don't see things the way that I see them, when, when it's going to be difficult to persist toward, toward that which they believe to be true and just, man, 
that that kid could become president one day. I mean, in this open source that we have now where we can express our grit and our toughness and our ideas and platforms all over the country. What if that kid just gets after it, you know, starting now because he says, what do I got to lose? Expectations can almost put you in a position of a of a of I've got something to lose or or I'm now afraid. And and when you get afraid, your execution gets worse. Right. The, the, some of the all the, the minds out there that that study this is is you, is you you can get scared for a moment and you're going to have fear and you need to be self-aware of the fear. But on the backside is you have to move forward and and you have to move forward in what I talked about a little bit ago, which is this sense of staying in the moment, having faith that it's going to work out the way it's supposed to work out, you know, having a having a paradigm. Uh, or you know, in a perspective that that believes in the essence of all things working together, whatever that is for you, and and that it's going to work together regardless of what somebody else does, because I am responsible, and all I can do is all I can do. You know, those nine words were spoken by a guy named A. L. Williams, and 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 he's one of my. He's one of my heroes. He, he gave a speech called Just Do It about 18 months before the company of uh, Jeremy Shirt over here um, came up with a slogan about 18 months ago later that was, well, pretty much the same. And he, he had this, the <laughs> best, this, these nine words that he really believed are important, which is to put the onus on responsibility as opposed to the expectation which is all I can do is all I can do. All I can do is all I can do. And if in the format of a team and a team, all we can do is all we can do. Mm. And, and, and what we will do is the best that we can do. And that is a standard. And that is something that can be strived for. And that's something that can be executed on. But the, the day-to-day expectations around what he's going to do and she's going to do and they're going to do, we know that that, if that was the best way to operate, missions would not be run the way they're run. Like, for example, just recently, I don't know how long ago, the book uh, Extreme Ownership, right, by the U.S. Navy SEAL, former U.S. Navy SEAL, is basically I'm responsible, right, to find a way to carry out the mission. So your standard to me, which I'm going to go ahead and put into this thing, is back to what's my mission. We have to have a, that's really, to me, the true north, mm-hmm. is what is my mission. And, and all kinds of things are going to come, and, and, and people are going to come, and, and distractions are going to come, and, and, and people who are against you are going to come to work to thwart you off of your mission. And so as I'm unpacking earlier, I'm right now more inspired and encouraged to stay on mission, to go for those people who, who have a passion for getting better, to persist through the difficulties, to never give up, to exemplify that. And to let the chips fall where they may, mm. taking that approach. 
and sleep like a baby. Shoot. <laughs> this has been phenomenal. So the girls and I, oh, and Tiger. I know, I'm so used to, if we got three girls and then a boy, I'm so used to just saying the girls and I, the kids and I, <laughs> all four of us, all five of us, uh, we flew home from Texas. And as we were, as I was preparing for this podcast, I was thinking about expectations and I was thinking about that flight because I did get a lot of comments afterwards saying, I can't believe you flew with all four kids by yourself. That's so awesome. But I got to tell you, the only, my main focus was safety for them. That's it. Like just get them home all together. All of them just are all going to get home. And so just keeping, I felt like I had lived out this journey that I've been on of not just lowering my expectations, but getting rid of my expectations within that. And I was pleasantly surprised. And I think that's what's fun is that I've learned how to be pleasantly surprised. The people, hmm. there was a gal next to us um, on one of the flights because we had, there's five of us. So like three and three is the seats, right? Um, but Tiger didn't get a seat, but we still had John's empty seat because he was supposed to fly home with us and then he didn't. So we had an extra seat next to us, but then there was another gal within our row, right? So I could have ha tried to think about in my brain of what some expectations I had for that gal could have been that she was going to be kind to kids and that she was going to, you know, not, um, not be a, ha not have think that it's a hassle that she's got this whole row of kids with, like with her, but I didn't have any expectations there. I just, you know, no expectations and she ended up sleeping the whole time. So then it just created in me like this whole I was pleasantly surprised that she just got to sleep and she was over by the window. And so I didn't feel like we were bothering her as we were climbing around and switching seats. She just slept the whole time. The people in front of us were so graceful. The um, seat right in front of Olive was empty and Olive's three. And so their legs are just right there at kicking level. And so every time she like moves her feet up and down, it just automatically kicks the seat. But there was nobody in that seat. And so we didn't have to worry about that. And I think that if I had just in my brain thought, oh, I hope the person in front of us is nice. I hope, you know, all of these things, those are putting expectations on other people. And then it could have led to disappointment for me on the flight down Canyon threw up twice on the flight down. And so then on the way back, I was, I was not, I was just, you know, not thinking about that. Of well, course, and like Olive, remember, remember Olive when we got to the airport on the, on the way down? You know. Oh, she was just dragging her feet. Oh. She was so tired. It was really late, and she was so tired, so she just wasn't moving. Yeah. I had a plan for all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like... Uh, but still, I yeah, I just think yeah. I have learned, I have been learning it from this of no expectations versus lowering your expectations, and I think it it does not come naturally. I think it is so automatic to put expectations on other people and on other things. Uh, absolutely. And, and you know, what's interesting too is, is so often, um, when I find myself, you know, putting expectations on people, you know, really, and then having them unmet or having them do something that baffles me or whatever, I've got to really look in the mirror mm -hmm. and, and ask myself, sure. what is it in me that's causing this? You know, often it's, uh, you know, it's emotion. It's, it's, it's things that aren't real. It's, um, you know, it's, it's negative forces. It's negative energy. It's, it's these things that, that just really don't have any redemptive power, but they're coming at me. Um, and I have to find a way and a system 
to get rid of them because there, there's people it's easy you're sitting there going yeah that's easy easy to say right it's not easy right <laughs> it's it's easy to say but it's not easy to do like adrian said it's not easy at all to do um in real time and so my encouragement is is that progress toward this end is is going to be huge you know, you're, it's, I don't know if we'll ever get this perfect. No, I mean, I think yeah. it's just like anything. It takes practice, Yeah. but it also takes recognizing it. Awareness. Awareness, yeah. yeah. You got to be just aware. Being aware of the, even the small amount of expectations that you're putting on things or on people. I think that's where I was is I, it was so sort of automatic in my brain to think, oh, lower your expectations. Yep. And that was killing me because that I was still having expectations. And so then, you know, at work, I show up to a meeting and maybe two of the people that I expected to be there don't show up. And now I'm frustrated and I'm pissed off. And instead of being able to come to a point where I can say, okay, what can we get accomplished without those two people and actually have some progress in that particular meeting and then be able to later have a conversation with that person around, hey, what's going on? This is what we discussed. What are your thoughts? Or how do we make sure that we pull you in since you weren't able to make it? I don't have that grace if I automatically have expectations. Right. You know, and this awareness, um, totally. And, and, and the practice also doesn't, it comes to being aware, but it also comes to the lead time. Like how long does it take me to go, oh, hey, dummy, you're putting expectations out there. Right. Oh, hey, this is this is making you unhappy. Like how how, you know, I can shorten the, the time frames, I, I believe, just like I can get more reps on the bar or I can get pull ups done quicker or or I can get more sit ups in as I put in the work or I can run farther as I put in the exercise or as I practice any other skill that the practice of this skill can lead me and you can measurably look at this. Right. It can lead me to shorter time frames mm -hmm. where where I might initially go dang it what the heck you know when I look at a situation that I expect I thought was going to be one way the, the way it was set up was one way and but it's it's not it's not that way and and you prepare for it to be that way mm -hmm. so um, there's a you know the saying that we always talk about this proper preparation prevents poor performance which is totally true but Mike Tyson has a saying too that everybody's got a plan till you get punched in the mouth. And so once you get hit in the face and, it, and the unexpected things mm -hmm. start to fly, even though you expect the unexpected or have no expectations, we gotta be aware. But the next thing to your point is, man, how fast can I accept it? It's the triple A mm -hmm. I talk about, awareness, acceptance, and then what you hit on is the action from there. Mm -hmm. Awareness, yeah, I mean, acceptance, and action. Yeah, that's really good. And I think no, no expectations doesn't mean that you don't have a plan, that you're not prepared. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really good. And sometimes. And, I, and also you, I think, and, it, and that you don't have follow through, right? It doesn't mean that. Totally. It doesn't mean that if I'm, if I go back to our original example, if I start to see a pattern of John saying that he'll have Wednesday dinner and then, you know, there's a pattern that creates that he doesn't show up with Wednesday dinner, then that's a conversation that I can have with him, right? Around. Hey, is there a different night that you want to own dinner or is you owning dinner not going to work in this season of your life? You see how she, nights, you right? see, you see how she does that too, which is awesome. <laughs> no, but you're not putting it on me. Like you're, you're, oh. you're putting it to a place that is, is, is taking an action. Cause there's a lot of actions. I just want to be clear when I say awareness, acceptance and action, there's a lot of different choices that you can draw from. Like the sure. choice that you're making there, that action there is, is a heck of an action which 
because it, it gives possibility. If the action is like, you know, there's a pattern here. What the heck? What's wrong? Let's get it together, right? That has a totally different outcome often than the action that you're taking. So the, the development now of the skill. So the first skill is this awareness to go, man, when am I, ex- when do I have expectations? Mm-hmm. What, you know, be, that's the front line. I cannot change something that I am unaware of. It's, it's, so, I, so what's the awareness? And I would say you can find those, you can typically find those things when you find yourself getting frustrated or sad or disappointed. Then you can about back into anything. it and say, huh, what am I disappointed about? So good. And was Why? it about something that I did or was it about something that had to do with someone else? Right. And What's even, the why? And even if it, in, in either or scenario, so that's a two way go because, because I can be pretty, I can expect a lot out of myself. And so I can beat up on myself. And so it's a two way scenario to go, okay, the awareness, like Adrian said, comes from those cues, disappointment, frustration, despair, you know, worry, all those things. Or like some of your predicated upon expectation. Yeah, some of your normal go tos. Eating too much ice cream when you get home. Yep. Having too many glasses of wine when you come home from work. Yep. Something is happening that is making you do something out of the ordinary or from what you think. Just happened yesterday. I was going to work out (laughs) yesterday. I was. I was expecting to get a workout in yesterday. (laughs) And as I talked 12 minutes ago about finding a way to get the workout in, I didn't get it in yesterday. And so when I got home, when I opened that left-hand drawer thing on the fridge and I saw that the rest of that cookie dough ice cream, (laughs) about an inch and a half thick, I sat down and played a card game with Johnny and I finished it off and I ate some of his nachos too. And I was aware, <laughs> I was aware to the fact that, man, that's that. And so my acceptance now has to be, okay, you're not an idiot because that won't help. You, you have not failed because that won't help. You're not a failure. You may have missed this rep, but you're not a failure. And I'm going to begin again more intelligently tomorrow. And so I have a workout on the calendar and, and I got a guy that's going to meet me there. And so I've got some accountability and that's my action. So the, the, the first, the awareness, but then if it's somebody else, right, they do something mm. that's the forgiveness. And sometimes, you know, we can, here's the, here's a real kicker here. Forgiveness is this big kind of scary kind of ideal. Forgive others, forgive people, forgive, forgive people. I forgive you that type of deal. We can forget to forgive ourselves. Mm. And if we fail to do that, it's going to cause a cyclical nature and pattern of behavior that is self perf- self-repeating and it'll be baffling. And it, it'll often be because I haven't had the grace to give forgiveness to myself. So now that's the acceptance mm. from there. But if I don't accept it, if I just am aware of it and that's as far as I get and I can't accept it, whatever the, the kind of the, the hurt, the habit, the difficulty, the frustration is, right, the sorrow, it is very hard to take right action like the action that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. You might take action, but it's, it's not going to lead to the results that are, that, are, that are ultimately possible in this area around expectations. Um, and again, I think one of the main things that continual renewal of our mind through inspired works, through 
through prayer and meditation, through getting quiet with myself, that not as a, man, I got to do this box or I'm an idiot, but just as, as, as a formation of a habit to create the space where I can, I can have the possibility of deep acceptance of all things, that all things are the way they are. And, and I think one of the main things that causes misaction and or, you know, a lot of times that action, you know what it is? Cover it up. I mean, that's a lot of times the action that people take. They're like, ah, okay, I'm aware. I had expectations. I was going to do this, but I didn't do this. She didn't do this. She wasn't going to do this. So now I'm going to accept it. Okay. Doing the best they can. Roger that. But then, then the action is, is lacking. Hmm. Like, what am I going to do next? What's the action I'm going to take next based on? And so, so having standards, having a mission provides a true north. Hmm. It provides binary thinking that can allow me to know green light, red light. Yeah, I mean, everyone needs boundaries. Everyone, you know, needs to understand what's okay. How, what are you okay with accepting? But then outside of that, as long as they're, you know, falling within your boundaries of appropriate behavior and appropriate consequences, I guess, then low, having no expectations, eliminating your expectations so that you can really turn the action onto what can I, how can I improve this situation? What can I do to different, make this situation different? Absolutely. It's so good. So yeah. there you go. There's no, my no expectations. Expectations are making you an unhappy person. Stay, yeah. Get rid of those expectations. Throw them out. <laughs> Stay in the moment. Have that awareness, acceptance, and actions. No expectations. Let's work towards that. I'm going to look for it. And I need to look for it. Got a lot going on. It's good to be home. It is good to be home. It's good to see these guys. <laughs> and love the process studio. <laughs> All right. What are you loving? Well, I'm loving being back home. Um, I'm loving the... Um, kind of the the rhythm of being back home i'm loving that johnny is uh is in is back from michigan and uh it's sure been fun to catch up with him and and uh uh how much i missed when he left and and uh you know how how much of a lift he is to our family just uh i'm just excited to be home and and to, to head towards the spring i'm excited i'm loving that the fact that it's finally starting to thaw off i think here in the Northwest. <laughs> Me too. I'm loving the glimpse of spring. It's so sunny. It rained a little this morning and then it was sunny this afternoon. I like that, that it's starting to warm up. I like that glimpse. Um, awesome. Okay. And then I am learning. So we've got two friends living with us right now, Johnny, which he just mentioned, and then our friend Brian. And honestly, I was a little worried to have just, you know, two more people in the house. This is my haven. This is like the spot where I go to just be quiet. And it's been really fun. It's been really not hard. <laughs> so, of course, it's probably going to get hard now, right? Because I don't have any expectations. And I'm saying that it's not hard. So it'll probably get hard. But my point is, is that I'm learning. You can always find, I can always find a spot in my home to go if I need a little bit of quiet and it's been really fun to have more people. We had 
dinner. We all had dinner together last Friday night. And I was like, family dinner. We should do family dinner every Friday night or every Thursday night or something. And so it was just, it's been fun to have just some extra bodies in the house to learn from. It's awesome. You want to know what I'm learning? Yep. I am an Enneagram, which I hadn't taken the Enneagram. For anybody out there who's taken the Enneagram, there's a free, <laughs> or has not, there's a free test. Adrian brought it to me a while ago, and I'm like, we're going to take the Enneagram? Enneagram? And he said no. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I've learned that I am an eight wing seven. So for you Enneagrammers out there, that's my, well, I'm actually, no, I'm actually, an, I wrote down eight wing nine. I'm actually an eight wing seven. And a, I can be almost, I'm right next to an eight wing nine. Mm. So, Which is funny because I'm a nine wing eight, sometimes wing one. <coughs> Which means we're a perfect match. <laughs> I don't know if it means that, but we're just going to assume it does. I'm pretty sure it does. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Kid quote of the week. So just yesterday, I had some expectations on Malibu. Poor Malibu. She gets the brunt of my learning, my learnings. The first child, she gets the brunt of my learnings on expectations. I needed to eliminate those. I had some expectations on Malibu that she would get homework done. I... This is what this is this is exactly what I'm learning right now. Okay, so if I had just had no expectations on her, then when she completed one page of homework, I would have been excited, right? Pleasantly surprised. Instead, I had low expectations on her and thought she should have finished a couple of pages. So then when she only finished one, I was frustrated and I was disappointed, which then led me to not be very kind to her. So there's one thing to have discipline around making sure that you encourage them to sit down and do their homework, but I wasn't being very kind about it. So her quote to me <laughs> was, I just want to go back to being myself. And I said, well, what does that mean? What do you mean? You are yourself. What do you mean? And she says, she said, I'm disappointed that I didn't get my homework done. And so it makes me feel like I'm not being myself, which is like the exact opposite of how you ever want your child to feel in your home. So it was heart-wrenching for me to hear but I feel like it was really self-aware on her side and then from there we were able to have a conversation around regardless of your emotions you're still you you are allowed to have emotions you're allowed to have feelings it's awesome that was hard but it was good she's so sweet that's um, awesome okay and then your quote A.L. Williams quote of the week that's right A.L. Williams said this, the greatest nine words in the, in, the, in the action, the effort of responsibility really is what we're really hitting on. All you can do is all you can do. Okay. If you take that in and you take that to heart, I am telling you that things that matter to you and the mission you're on will get better. All you can do is all you can do. And for the person out there, it goes, that sounds like it's um, a little too soft. You know, John, you're usually saying find a way. You're saying whatever it takes. <laughs> you're usually saying we'll get it done. All you can do is all you can do. You have all it takes, and that's all you need. All you need is all it takes. Right. So all you can do is all you can do. All right. And I would encourage you if you're married 
to always assume that of your spouse as well. All they can do is all they can do. We're all doing the best we can. We're all doing the best we can. And that's why we're here journeying with you, getting into disagreements with our neighbors with you (laughs) and, uh, and our kids Uh. trying to, trying to teach them, um, you know, the virtues of kindness, (laughs) grace, love, you know, and all those things. And we're just trying to progress. And, uh, you know, we, we just encourage, uh, anybody, anybody out there who's, who's listening to this to, to, to not take it in the sense that man, that we have it all figured out, (laughs) but just in the sense of what an ideal, uh, that Adrian lays out for us to just throw those expectations out the window and see what happens. You know, it's like this. I, I heard, you know, I heard, um, I think it was Chelsea Smith, Judah Smith's wife on Sunday. She said, no, maybe it was Judah after Chelsea was done. It was Judah. He says, I double dare you. Double dog dare you. Double dog dare you to, to be generous till you're 70 and or to find somebody. This is really his, his dare. Find somebody that's 70 who just tells you, you know what? I was just too generous. I'm miserable. I'm One miserable now. One of my now. great regrets. One of my greatest being regrets in my life was, you know what? Dang it. I was too generous <laughs> my whole life. And, and what a waste of time that was. So this is a double dog dare. Try this. Put this into action. Let's try this. Let's put it in action. Let's be aware of the times that we become, um, we, where we're putting expectations on people and on ourselves and, and then uh, accept that and then, uh, and then take action. Friends, we love that you listen. Thank you so much. If you have enjoyed hanging out with us, we really hope that you share this comment. Share with your friends. We love we the dialogue. Love. We, we love do. the dialogue. Any questions, you know, fears, you know, um, you, you know, I talked to uh, my friend Jonathan a couple of weeks ago and he thinks he's playing too much Fortnite. And so I did. I, I researched this, Jonathan, and I want to give this answer to you as a final thought. If you think you're playing too much Fortnite, you are. You probably are. <laughs> so awareness, acceptance, and action. Lots of things we can do with our time. Maybe mix it up a little bit. <laughs> All right, friends. Hope you have a great week. Thanks for being with us. Bye. Special thanks to our production crew, Fireland Filmworks, and our photographer, the Morgan Taylor. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Instagram, and YouTube. Please subscribe, share, comment, and follow along on our journey of loving the process. Let's go.